Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are recording on a beautiful Thursday evening. Actually, it's really not that nice outside here in Minneapolis, but uh, it's I gotta assume it's pretty nice in Chicago because it's a pretty big day. Big, big guy's birthday today. PJ, what's going on, man? Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. We are uh, entering our Vlad Guerrero year. We are planning to swing at all L pitches at our ankles and above our heads. Nothing we're not going to try to And y- another important piece of information is you're recording from a new studio, yeah. right? Yeah. So we're, we had a, we weren't sure if we were going <laughs> to yeah. record this or not. I had to spend more time than I'm proud to say to try to find my uh, laptop amongst some boxes and things, but we're, we're operational. That's what, that, I mean, you should fire your sound engineer on your side because... They're supposed to be keeping an eye on your equipment. Yeah, we we thought we. I thought yeah, rusty fucked up. Fucked up. I think that's someone, what you're trying it, to say. It, the guy who packed my my stuff actually was the one that was in charge of turning on the fan at the Beyonce show. Um, that's why he didn't turn on the fan there. He was packing my stuff up. Was he also but, the guy? Was he also running the? Yeah, he was running um, the confetti. Also, the confetti yes. can. Yeah. Sure. So he's just Thank wearing you. a lot of hats right now, and we probably need to make him focus on one thing because he's not. You know, if he has, you don't have you. If you have three jobs, you don't. Very, have one. He's very mediocre at a lot of things. Yeah. He's like the anti Donald Glover when it comes to. <laughs> maintenance work and sound equipment and confetti management yeah you that guy should probably be focusing on whole assing one thing and not half assing a lot of things that would be my recommendation anyway pj we've got a lot of a lot of playoff basketball to break down and surprisingly a lot of things what am i gonna do that basketball i just want to talk for a second then we'll get into the quick news but just no, I wanted to talk about this too. I know where you're going. No basketball till Sunday. It sounds like miserable. I mean, I'm glad. This is this is bullshit. I I how I understand that you run the risk of these being some, you know, we you run the risk of some series ending early. But come on. I mean, it makes the most sense for them to start on Sunday for, rate like all like ratings and just that piece of it. What's going on Saturday? You don't want to start a game one on Saturday. And, like, travel. I mean, I mean, I understand that it's not going till uh, Saturday well, night. Well, I know it's not. I understand that, like, them starting Sunday. No, that, would, that wouldn't be good for them. They don't want to put up those numbers. I mean, not for a conference finals. They don't want to have those numbers on a Saturday for game one. But if your argument's traveling, people are going to be traveling back from Mother's Day on Sunday way more than no, they people are on Saturday. Watch. Sunday is a, they do big numbers. That's no, you don't want to Saturday night. You numbers aren't as good for them. Uh but yeah, like that was what I You've was clearly I was crunched the numbers on this. So I I can't. What's that? Son? I have another research, so I'm trusting you. I'm here, media but, mogul okay. PJ, so trust me. I. I just know I know the sports media game in and out ultra, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> like crazy. I was realizing during that Sixers Celtics game, I was like, "Fuck, the Sixers really need to win so that there's still basketball." Oh, I was rooting, 
I was rooting so hard for the Sixers to win. At least we had a game on. We would have had a game on Friday if if that was that was like my. I didn't even like. I mean, I'm. We'll get into that stuff, but yeah, I realized that like basketball isn't on Sunday, and like today I was out. Rather than like, I mean, I did look up some basketball stuff. It was like, I was like, oh, I've got a weekend. It's like there's nothing really pressing. I was like looking at fantasy football stuff for a hot second. I had to close out of the tab really quick. I was like, what the hell am i doing with myself in retrospect this just kind of popped in my head but it's really weird last year we got lucky and we didn't really have this this lag time in games because the celtics wizards ended up going seven no but we did after the it's really weird to think finals, about because the conference finals ended so quickly well, finger, fingers crossed that that doesn't happen again this year. I don't think it's going yeah. to. Yeah, we'll get to that. Let's. We're we, yeah we're we're gonna hit on that. But first, let's talk about all the all the different coaching news that has come out over the last couple days and really over the last week and a half or so. Uh, the biggest one probably is David Fisdale going to the Knicks, which I was really surprised by. I really like him as a player's coach, but I, w- I would have liked to see him go to more of a contender. I don't know how he's going to do with a rebuilding team. I don't know if you agree with that or not, Peach, but what did you think uh, of that hire? I mean, for him, I understand, like, from the situation-wise. Uh, you get to go live in New York. You get to go coach in arguably the, the best, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's the the most. It's definitely not the most desirable position. Well, like, yeah. Peep, you get to go. You get your home. Your home court is Madison Square Garden, which is, I think, means yeah, something. I I would look at it more of just like if I, I. But there's two sides to it. So I look at the roster wise. I'm like, yeah, it's a rebuilding team, but I have an established star on the team, Kristaps already. Okay. Um, coming in off who may not play right which okay so then yeah you might be able to get a really nice be in the lottery pick and then you're starting your second year you kind of with an established program and now you're bringing your star and you've got a another high draft pick like that could be a nice building block going forward but you're also working for the knicks who are one of the like worst run franchises i mean all that and i mean you just also have to transition i mean there's just a lot going on with them that i think you know at least in some ways like this year like i don't think the expectations will be particularly high so he just need he'll have a chance to really figure out what other players um he that are going to work in his system from this almost and go from that way but it's also They'd say that's the Knicks. They've never been consistent, and uh, I think entering the New York media market like this year will be fine for him. Like he won't really have the immediate pressure. But then, yeah, I'm sure once Kristaps does return, then those expectations come, and it's um, that piece of it. But he's uh, he's definitely has the personality, I think, to handle New York. It it really. I mean, when you look at jobs and whatever, other situations, I mean, they were going to be different. I mean, like the Milwaukee thing was going to be a win-now situation. And maybe he wants to have more of a longer build-out so he can really do what he wants and not... 
gone. This is the Memphis situation was so weird and. But here, here's the thing, though, man, is that I understand this from the Knicks' perspective. David Fisdale was arguably the biggest name out there that yeah. they could get. I think there were a lot of other teams that would have loved to have hired him. But for David Fisdale, like what you want to run out there with next year without Chris Stapps, you're going to get a decent – you're going to have a good – the next two years you're going to get lottery picks. But after that you're going to, you're going to have to max out KP – you already have Tim Hardaway on the books, and you have Joe Kim Noah for another year. Two, They're not gonna have any cap room to do anything. I think there's two more years on Joe Kim Noah. Well, I mean, like, so after next year, they'll have a, they'll have another year yeah. left of Joe Kim, and that's when KP's extension's gonna hit, and so they're not gonna have any money that's to do his, anything. I mean, so. No, it's not his fault. But if you're, if the goal is to win a championship and to win games and to have some continuity and stay on the team, I'm not sure you're doing it with this roster unless you're you're banking on Trey Burke actually being your starting point guard out of nowhere, which is not going to happen. Maybe like I like yeah, maybe Frank, Frank. Frank had a nice maybe little. Likes yeah, I mean, I I like Frank too. Maybe you can turn Moutier is fine for a backup, but. This team, I mean, even if LeBron's leaving the East, even if things shake out and make the West even more top-heavy, LeBron's heavy, gonna go to New York. I just don't see it. See, and that's that's so that's what people are saying is like maybe that was the move here. But even if you're Fizdale, you got to think that if you go to a different team that has cap space, uh, and who knows who was interested and actually willing to offer him. Yeah, I. But I have a hard time believing that it would, that the best option he would have had this entire offseason would have been with the Knicks. Mm, I mean, if I were him, I would have been between the Knicks and the and Milwaukee. I mean, those are your two best. Those are the two best jobs as far as having an established young star with openings as of right now. Uh, but why? Other than so, assuming money's not a factor here, why would you go? to new york rather than milwaukee new york i mean i like <laughs> i mean unless i wouldn't do i mean i mean I if guess. i'm if i were him i would have maybe gone into it with more of an idea of yeah i just want i want to be in the play i want to compete you know i want especially at the bucks like it's like i make them look competent on all <laughs> with a lot of what they're doing, uh, my worst is just going to show right off the bat. Like, he doesn't really have much to compare to. But there's the lore of winning in New York and what that would mean. Uh, and, yeah, maybe, I mean, yeah, the Knicks cap situation isn't great, but I think realistically, like, their core isn't there. So he can kind of be there to help establish it where – Milwaukee, there is an established core, uh, and I'm not. I mean, for him too. I like when I look at the why I liked him for the Milwaukee job was I was like, oh, it's similar to how Memphis was when he came in, and and maybe it was a little too close to being like Memphis for him, because that really that situation did turn on him kind of quickly. It did, but. I don't really think of those two situations. Well, as being it's just it, well, no, I, I'm saying they're, they're similar because of the, the established core piece. Like he wasn't there helping build and construct the roster. It was kind of here's this fixed 
I this fixed okay. thing now can like can you maximize what it can do? Whereas at least with the right. Knicks, yeah, they do have these bad contracts, but they are gonna con- like the Joakim Noah contract will fall off the books. Is yeah, as long as Kristaps is still there, they do have flexibility, which he will be. They. I mean, they have it. He's controlled by them. They won't let him walk. Right. So, I mean, just like, as long as Chris stops is there and, like, there's nothing wrong with him, yeah, maybe he, he sees a lot that he can do with Chris stops. We'll see. I mean, if if they hit in the draft the next two years, something could really come right. of that. But I just, and it's a free agent destination. I just think that by the time they're going to get to the point to, to sign free agents, uh, it, it just might be too late, but uh, we've talked about them. I mean, we've been talking about them here, but Milwaukee, kind of where they're left, um, and I came besides Becky Hammond. I'm not sure who else has has been interviewed by Milwaukee, but uh, Becky Cliff, Hammond has Steve been Clifford, brought in. Uh, I think Boonehoser has had his interview. I mean, they have a huge, long list of yeah, and uh, pretty. I don't know who's going to end up being there. I think it's going to end up being uh, either Budenhoser. I mean, that would work with Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the Becky. But Hamo no, would be cool. I, I mean, I would love to, I mean, she. I think any anybody you've already seen. Uh, I'm going to put your name. You're, you, we were talking about this before we started, but James Burrigo. Yeah. So he, uh, I mean, he already went to the Hornets. Maybe Becky Hammond, uh, any I think anybody that's in the, in the Spurs organization but, certainly has has a shot. Yeah, but he's been but he's whether been or not coaching. Milwaukee's I mean, actually going to give her. Yeah, the issue. She she has not. She's been an assistant five. coach for two years, three. Oh, but that's geez, not very okay. like he's been a coach at the Spurs since two thousand three, and then he was at the Horn. He came back. Like he's the. Uh, and he was the interim head coach, I think, for the Magic, right? That's mm-hmm. right, right? After they fired yep. Doc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. So, like, he's had a little head coaching experience, like Becky Hammond coaching. I mean, I mean, someone was bringing this up, like, about it, where just, like, people of her, with her resume right now, like, as far as, like, she's a back row bench person like just if you took any person that hasn't that wasn't a former player in the NBA and like has her I guess her resume to this point uh they're not really getting head coaching interviews um so in, in a lot of ways yeah it, it very well may end up just being a publicity yeah I don't know stunt, publicity but. Stunt, but she definitely like kind of quote, like quote, like how they were saying like she jumped the line in some ways, which is fine. Like maybe that's something that needs to happen to um, for the league in the future. And just like, yeah, these these names are, but you know, now that he's gone, like very realistically, like she's gonna move up a slot, and she might be in that front row next year. And it's like, all right, after a few years of that, then maybe she's you know really a more of a realistic candidate. But I do think it was kind of just a wide net and just bring her in you know whatever the case may be i mean yeah but i I think it's between clifford and budenhoser and i would personally rather see them go with with budenhoser 
uh, the more I've thought about it. <laughs> but because I do think offensively that team is really far behind and they need to do a lot on that end. And, I mean, the Hawks as a full, like, I like their team defense. I don't know if there's anyone on Milwaukee that you're going to inherently improve defensively. Because their, their problems really well, came from one, rebounding one. more than it was like, I mean, interior defense, defense they do need, but perimeter-wise, they, they're fine. Well, I think they're, one, like, average. One other, one other thing that I think that he brings to the table is that he has shown the ability to develop players. Yeah. Like, if you look at a guy like Tayshawn Prince and John Collins, those guys, like, those are young assets that have turned into, like, Ken Bazemore, obviously, and then... Um, I mean, they're far uh, less talented why. than Yes, they they are, but Giannis is going to need help. I guess well, is what I'm getting. I mean, at. I want whoever personally, like at this point, like I really need to figure out if Thon Maker can play or not. So whoever can bring the most out of Thon and get him to be consistent, because they really kind of need him to be Thon Maker. They need him to be good and not just have KG continue to be his hype man. Well, he's like, I need to see it outside of yeah. The, if they get if they could have a playoff games, if they could have a if they could have a dual unicorn situation, that would obviously be ideal. And he showed sparks in the last, you know, the the latter half of the Celtic series this year. It's just he doesn't seem like one thing that I was really expecting to see from him coming in the league is to see his body change change a little bit. Like you saw Giannis coming in just about as lanky. It, as Thon was, and Thon really hasn't, That's hasn't changed much. Giannis is clearly Giannis was up. the same. No, I understand that needs time, but like it, some some of it is just IQ being in the right place at the right time, especially on defense. Yeah, a for lot him. of it's defense. But he <laughs> right, but I think I think putting on a, a yeah. little muscle. Could I hope help he trains with Giannis again this year. I mean, him and Giannis trained together last year. Um. But yeah, Giannis like body wise really took a leap going into his third year. Yeah. So I mean that would be this off season. It for a sure song, did. So. Um, one other uh, not hiring but firing and now a vacancy is in Detroit with Sam and Gundy um, mutually parting ways with Detroit, which uh, is interesting because it's just another uh, like another instance of the coach GM combo really not working in the NBA and it you know Tibbs I, I sorry man it's not it's not looking great for you right now I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Tibbs after this year I, I doubt I do not see him keeping that GM title for very long it's but not uh, GM title now Detroit has a vacancy <laughs> oh my apologies but I mean, that, that's what that, dad had dude so I mean, you're right but I don't you get my point like all any player oh you don't think you think Tibbs uh, they were just signing Taj and Derrick Rose without Tibbs putting giving the no. any indication as to who no, you want to sign no, no those signings yeah happened no they happened Tibbs. but I'm saying I don't necessarily think the Stan Van Gundy and I don't really the apples that were like I, I'm with you as far as like does that work I I think. It's going to be proven out yet. Yeah, to be president of basketball operations and the head coach, not ideal. Like that's just it's not gonna be successful. However, 
I like I'm not saying like next year now Tibbs is gone because it's a no I'm not saying that Tibbs is gone I'm just saying that Stan I think Van that had five years that to do this thing I think Tibbs might just be coach only next year that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's what happened with Doc that's there's not another I player you. in the but I NBA think that's what they tried to do with Stan Van in a position yeah like is that, that what you're trying to say is that so he tried to kind of do with Stan Van because they were going to bring in someone else yeah, or try yeah. to restructure the front office piece, but I'm not. Mm, yeah, I don't. I the Minnesota ownership doesn't necessarily seem as uh, lean, and plus he could very well make the argument if Jimmy Butler doesn't get hurt, they could have been the four seed this. You know, I think their situation was a little unique this season. Uh, oh, I agree, and we get, we got to see what happens this off season, how thing how things shake out next year. You could be a hundred percent right. I'm just saying that the fact that the the T Wolves in the two years that Thibodeau has been the coach, they've won one playoff game in two years, and we got to see what happens next year. But if next year does not go well. If they do not win at least a playoff series, I do not think that Tibbs will continue to be running the show as far as who they're bringing in and what trades they're mm. making, etc. Uh, That's all I'm saying. Then I don't think he's there. I'm speculating. There's there's you know, no I mean, like I right answer him, for that. No, just, you could. I mean, I think the only thing you can make is like, yeah, you bring in like an RC Buford type or someone, and like in that kind of a role, and it's. Tibbs still has final say, but you have someone else that's there kind of doing that has, yeah, a, a close to equal voice to him, sure. Right. I do not think that would be a bad thing, but um, a few other random things here that have, has happened over the last week. One, and both of these being, being very, very funny, uh, TNT. Yeah. ESPN, those are, those are the two, uh, you know, if you're watching playoff basketball, that's what you're watching on. I guess we've had a handful of games on NBA TV, which, damn it, League Pass. Like, come, can we not watch NBA TV if you have League Pass? It's so dumb. But uh, TNT, if you're watching a game on there, you're watching the, the uh, halftime pregame crew of, you know, Ernie, Chuck, uh, okay. Shaq, and, and Kenny. And uh, Charles and Shaq, like those two dudes fighting, happens like th- those guys are kind of poking fun at each other mm-hmm. constantly. But like they got in a legitimate. They do fight all that all the time. The other night, the, the dynamic of it is that Chuck can laugh at himself and Shaq can't. Right, and uh, Shaq loves throwing the fact that Charles never won a championship in his face. Yeah, well, that's just his like default. If he doesn't like Chuck's opinion, Chuck says something a little like slight at at Shaq. He's just like, "I got the rings," but yes, this fight that they had recently was something of uh, was pretty good, and I kind of agreed with Shaq this time. I agreed with Shaq. I agreed with Shaq at the beginning, but then I agree know, with both parts. Charles Barkley's argument. Charles's argument was also around you couldn't have, you know, like Shaq not being but the number one 
the number one option on the Miami yeah, was, squad, and Dwayne okay. Wade was. Yes, that was true for that one, but Shaq was the best player of the three teams that the three Lakers teams. Yes. See, that's that's where Shaq trumped him, and it just was ridiculous. But um, it was a dumb. But like the other, also, I think Chuck knows that, and just like still says it because he just likes to say like that Kobe and Dwayne Wade carried him. But I think oh, everyone great. knows Shaq was the best it's player on those three stuff. Laker championship teams. Oh, especially like the first two championship runs the Lakers had, and probably I, the, I mean he won three. MVP all three years, all. so. Yeah, I mean he won he won MVP all three years, so it's hard to argue against it. And the other thing which I hadn't seen right until you and I started recording was the Ben Simmons bobblehead. That by God, if you were lucky enough as a fan to get your hand on one of those, I would I would go to eBay this second because if you it's haven't an seen it, bad bobblehead. Go to Google, go go to Twitter. It I I can't even think of really a good comparison, but this is a pretty dark skinned dude. And it is not Ben Simmons. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does not I mean, look. There's a been a lot. There was like him. a nice thread on Twitter from like people, people just like posting a bunch of them after it came out. But yeah, it was uh, not even close. <laughs> like even like fa- like everything. Like even the hair. It just it literally looked like they took. Um, well, funny thing, you can only say it looked more like Donovan Mitchell than it did Ben Simmons, and they slapped a 25 Simmons jersey on it. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's... Uh, and we we might as well... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, there's just no, no... Nothing about it that says... it. I'm just trying to think who else it looks like. Go ahead with your point. Like the uh, facial all I was gonna hair say is, is like we might as well jump. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah, it's it's so bad. But we, we might as well talk about the Sixers briefly because their season just ended after uh, last night's loss against the Celtics in Game Five, which it was looking like midway through the fourth quarter they were gonna pull it out and they were gonna force a Game Six back in Philly. Which hey, you never know what happens with them going. That would made it interesting. But it uh, become a series again. Yes, absolutely. And I I mean, every single game of this series, Philly was favored. Even, I mean, even after, like, when it's all said and done now, they were favored in five of the six games. Last night, they were one and a half point favorites. Yeah. And and yet, they they lose four games to one. Um, Ben Simmons was... Other than game two, where he had a really rough game, was was solid, but but not spectacular. Yeah. I was just no. I mean, my stuff's more of their fourth quarter. I mean, Philly just looked like a young, inexperienced team, <laughs> really badly. It was, and 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 B did not have a very good series. He had a good game one, and then yeah. just the the ball just kind of died with him yeah, a lot. He, uh, and not you know def- defensively yeah. he was okay, but honestly he got played by Al Horford. He got out. He got outplayed. Yeah, by Al I mean, Horford. I would say. In every game, I mean, I thought game. I thought last night he, like, there he had a stretch in the third quarter where he really bounced back, and then he did. He did well in the fourth, but yeah, like there was some, like, just saying like he was kind of gassed and, and criticism there, um, which could be the could be the case, but it's just 
there was there like Philly had control of. You look at game one. You look at game two. Uh, I mean, you oh, look at Philly. Philly. What Philly was in pretty much every game except um, game one. They, whatever, but. Uh, Boss, bought, what was the game that Boston really two? ran away with? Sorry. Yeah, yeah game first two. game three they had. They like, won Both game three and last night especially were the two where I was like, oh, Philly's like in the driver's seat, and then they let it just, they literally pissed it, pissed it away. Uh, so that's just, I mean, I think that's just, it's a learning step for them. So what, I mean... I think they'll they'll come back from this. I think it's a. They're gonna be just. Fine. I think so too. <laughs> they're they're gonna they be looked, just fine. They looked young and inexperienced, really badly. Yeah, they did. But um, the Celtics are are now going up against the Cleveland Cavaliers and they're, LeBron James. LeBron James' out, team they took out Giannis. Uh, they took out Joel. I've been wrong twice. When we lasted a pod. When we lasted a pod, Cleveland was up 2-0. So we didn't get talked too much about the game winner and then the embarrassing game four for uh. Toronto. But uh, LeBron, hey, LeBron's game winner in game three was great. I don't know what else yeah, to say. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing <laughs> to say outside of the, unbelievable. the story. I was at a bar, and there's this dude that was clearly just like, rooting for the Raptors, I think, for the simple fact of, like, being anti-LeBron, which I still don't understand why you want to be against that. And right before that, our uh, shared friend Ryan was with me, and I turned to him and I said, and I sent you a text along in our little group chat that we have with a couple other buddies, and I said, damn, LeBron's about to break everyone's heart here. And... You called it. You did. You sent it I mean, before. Not that it was like right before crazy, the inbound. Not the ball. that it was a crazy call. I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything like that. But no, pretty safe bet. Yeah, we pretty all knew he was gonna bet, get the last but shot. But yeah, I just did it. And I literally turned, pointed at the guy that was like acting an ass and like was like only clapping and doing all this for everything Toronto was doing. And I literally laughed at him. I just went, ha ha ha. LeBron is the best. <laughs> pointed, laughed at him for another two seconds, and then turned around. And watch the replay. The like fifteen yeah, sports replays. Center did the, every the angle top on ten were all the LeBron stuff, but uh, no, dude. Let's. I don't really want to give the Raptors much. They did exactly. They were who I thought they were, and the Cavs didn't let them off the hook. Yeah, I have a feeling that the Toronto Raptors are going to be making a move this offseason. We can yeah, we can talk I, about that team a lot yeah, more. Yeah, I get the to that Dwayne point, Casey but, stuff. Yeah, Dwayne Casey got named Coach of the Year by the Coaches Association, but I mean, I don't think they should fire him. So, do you think they no. need to move on from? No, okay, thank you, because I I think it's I think it's ridiculous to fire that guy. Like, what do you what are you really asking him to do? Like, people are knocking him really hard for not playing DeRozan much at the end of Game Three. Uh, look, I'm not saying that that is necessarily a great decision because the at the end of the day, you need to ride or die with Demar. But they were they made a huge run with yeah. him on the bench. I don't blame the guy for seeing what happens. I don't either. Uh, I it just doesn't make sense to me, and um, I I would blame it way more on roster roster construction or than just I would the on fact him. And, and I yeah, think they playing, just playing against fucking LeBron James and yeah, you're also just yeah, you're just. You're 
getting getting pretty unlucky with the cards that you're dealt with them. But uh, let's talk about Cavs Celtics because uh, the rematch. I from will last not be year. wrong a third time about these damn Celtics. They are going to lose. <laughs> I think I, I think that is likely. As I think well. it's going to be uh, five games. We'll be rooting hard for. I think that it will be in five games also. I think that the Celtics could realistically get lucky uh, and, and steal another game in there, and that's just a, really just a credit to to Brad Stevens um, because he has been. I got the inbounds play to to get Horford an easy layup in Game Three oh, was, in Philly was yeah. like really unbelievable that he was. He I mean he telegraphed that to get the switch. Uh, I I can't remember the smaller guy that got switched into Robert Covington there. Who was it? It was thank yeah. you. Yeah, Covington getting switched into Horford. Horford just having no one on the other side of the block, uh, and just having an easy layup. Well, but it was it yeah, was the really ridiculous to, to know Joe that JoJo was going to try to guard the perimeter. Just every yeah, that play was is unbelievable. Top notch. I mean, he is probably the best sideline. Um, out of bounds, out of bounds, designer guy. of plays. I mean, he steals a ton of stuff, but he's stolen some stuff from Fred. But everybody does. He's really, really good at getting the look and kind of judging and like knowing players' tendencies and forcing and getting the exact types of of shots he he wants the team and he, that and getting into guys he knows they're gonna make those shots. Um, but yeah, I think they're gonna have. I mean, defensively, I I think the Celtics will be able to hang with the Cavs, um, and like will give them some trouble. I don't know if they're going. To, if you haven't, you should definitely read. Uh, Zach did an awesome article on Corver and Kevin Love and just all of their off-ball action that they're running, and just those two basically creating like an unfair, like almost unguardable matchup for. Like off ball as far as setting screens for one another, um, it's really really interesting and it's kind of the reason you know resurgence in the Cavs offense um, because they've LeBron has found them and like it's it's really helped Kevin Love a ton as far as him being included back in this offense. Um, just really interesting stuff. So I'm thinking as long as they can continue to do that. And continue to get Kevin Love involved, and, and Corver's been shooting really well uh, in like this series. I mean, if they can continue what they did against the Raptors, I think it's in five. Um, but yeah, I think in like, like Tristan, I do not see, I do not see Boston. No, I don't. I mean, last, year, I mean, because you look like they're less talent. They're probably, but I, I wouldn't even say, know if they are less talented than they were last year. Um, I don't think they are. Because, yeah, they've... I don't think they are just because IT was hurt. really... IT was not yeah, IT. Plus they have And he Tatum. still isn't. But, I mean, he wasn't in the series last year. And Tatum is really so fucking good. good. And Aaron Baines was really... I think Aaron Baines will help them. Uh, he's not going to play in this Yeah, series, I think though. he will. I think he'll get, like... I think no, I think he's their... Ten dude, I think again. he's their best shot to stop Kevin Love. I think if he's able to shut, you don't think Al Horford is their no. best shot at stopping Kevin Love? No, I don't. I don't think I want. Ke- I don't. If you're playing Kevin Love at the five, I don't see who else is guarding. Well, 
Al Horford needs to worry about scoring against Tristan because he's had some bad games against Tristan. And they're going to throw Tristan at him pretty – definitely game one. So – We'll see, man. I, I mean, I think we're going to see a Tristan Thompson game in there, but I think Kevin Love at the five is going to be the primary – what the Cavs are going with against them. I don't see Tristan getting huge minutes and mm. all in every game of that series. We'll see. He, I think he's going to play – I think he, he's going to play a lot because that's one of LeBron's dudes. Like, he's going to – that's – one, like one of the guys is gonna come off the bench for them, and it's gonna be like a LeBron, George Hill, Corver, Jr., Kevin Love. That's probably what they're gonna close out of every game with. But you have like Tristan and maybe Jordan Clarkson, and I mean they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna go very deep on the Cavs side. Um, and I I really think yeah they're gonna focus. The Cavs will focus on trying to shut down Horford and. Tatum, I think they will. Um, I mean, Terry Rozier's been great. Um, I, I think, in my opinion, I think they would rather let him and Jalen Brown try to beat them than let Jason Tatum get his looks and just because he is just a pure pro ass score. And Horford is kind of has been the anchor for that team this entire playoffs, um, and deserves a ton of ton of credit for why they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's wild that they've they've done this. Yeah, it's um. I mean, there. I think that you're gonna see. I think the Cavs are gonna like we like we're saying. I think you're gonna see the Cavs winning four out of five yeah. here. I don't think they're going to be blowouts. I think they're yeah. going to be pretty competitive, close if, games. I just don't. I don't think they have any answer for LeBron. And if if you can get like you were alluding to, Corver, Love, if you get good games out of both of those two guys, yeah. along with LeBron just doing his thing, it's yeah. tough to compete. Um, I think if Boston's able to win Game One, I could see the series going six. It's really going to be what does Brad Stevens have for – because I don't really see Cleveland adjusting a ton for game one. I think how they're rolling, they're going to kind of go with that and see what the Celtics throw at them, and then they'll counter. So I, I could see the Celtics win on Sunday. Um, if they don't, I think it's five. I think the Celtics will win one at home. But, like, I could see it go either the Celtics win – games one and game three or they're gonna win game three and then it'll be the Cavs the rest of the way but you heard it here first um let's uh let's move on to the western conference the Rockets finally finishing yeah finally finishing that series out we get to see Uh, it guys this is if uh, you I been talking about it all all yeah, year, just pretty much. Block off all the time you got. Whenever uh, every one of these games, cancel your plans. Like watch this; it's gonna be hopefully good. Uh, I mean, my general take on this series is gonna be this: that it's been a can the Rockets, yeah, basically beat the Warriors of their own game and do it better. Um, and like we've all been convincing ourselves of it, but. My one real thing with this is that 
Yeah, I think the Rockets can at least win like a game or two. Definitely think they can win two games against this Warriors team. But you saw it with the Pelicans. The Pelicans beat them once, and they're like, all right, death lineup. Like, let's go. And it took them up. Like, they're kind of – the only comparison I can really think of is like a Dragon Ball Z where it's like, okay, you know, you, you fought the boss, great. You know, video, whatever. But it's like, oh, but now they like – up their level and and now there's like a second like it's oh you thought it was going to be that easy well no it's not and then there's like this second they get more powerful they like morph or do some crazy shit like that um and you're gonna see them elevate and like if you hit them like you're only gonna make them angry and have them play better type of thing I think this. I think it's going to be a really? seven-game series. I think the Warriors are going to win. I do not. I think the Warriors. If you are going gave to win. me over under six, I would take the under. I think they will all be very good games, but I think we're really forgetting what the Warriors are, <laughs> and I think we are convincing ourselves that the Rockets can do this. And I've tried to really, really believe them. I've had fun watching the Rockets, but. I do not I cannot convince myself through all of this. Now we're like a couple days away from it that you that they are going to be able to out warriors the warriors and that even if they're able to just yeah, outshoot them better one game that they can do it for four games. I do not believe it and I think if the warriors getting hit in the mouth like will only make them more focused and they will I mean, the, the really the only thing I can see the Warriors, like, will be their downfall. It's always been their downfall. is like, how do they handle the basketball? How do they take care of it? If they start getting turnover crazy, then they're in trouble. And as long, But as long as, like, in Draymond, no one gets kicked out. Like, they, 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 they don't beat themselves. Yeah, I think they win in six, but well, I wouldn't be surprised if it was less, but... I would say Warriors in six. I would. I'll be. I'll be happy if it goes to seven games. That'd be great. I will. I'll be shocked. I would be more ready to take. I would be more ready to see a Cavs Celtics like than this seven. series. Yeah. Well, I guess he, here's my rationale, and one of these things that I, I know that you mentioned before the pod also is that. Um, I think I think Houston has a serious rim protection advantage True. where the Warriors just really don't. True. Uh Clint Capella has been really good in the playoffs. Um and he's gonna play a ton of minutes against these guys and they're gonna try to get an advantage on the boards. The other thing is that like it'll be interesting to see how well the Warriors can kind of flip the switch against them. And they kinda of did that against the against the Pelicans, like you said switched to the death lineup and they instantly kind of got a boost and they won pretty handily in games uh four and five not handily enough in game five unfortunately for us but uh they uh i i just i have not seen the consistency from this golden state team throughout the season throughout the playoffs well and and now we're gonna see it but i just i'm i think that james harden has been bored all playoffs still I think, 
I think Chris Paul, like him having a great game five, I think is yeah. really encouraging. And I'm not a, a big Chris Paul guy, Shouts but I think that making Western Conference uh, Finals. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that they have I, they have better guys coming off the bench True. than the Warriors do. Uh, and I know that the bench doesn't mean as much here, but you're still going to need guys like Gerald Green and Luke Mamamute is he going to be back to come out and play good defense? He played against the Jazz oh, a little bit. I must have missed that. Yeah, he he he's back. He's not playing heavy minutes or anything, but like they don't have a Kevin Durant stopper, and that's their big. PJ well, I mean, and no one can really guard guys like him. But you can throw some guys to make things difficult, and you can between PJ Tucker and, and Amabute, they at least have a, some bodies to throw at him. And Trevor Ariza is a good defender. And they've just been a really good defending team in general this entire playoffs. I know against Utah, they didn't have to deal with Slick Rick just doing crazy stuff out there because he was hurt. But this team just like really took care of business against Minnesota. They played really good defense in four of the five games against Utah. And I think that they're going to give Golden State problems, especially when you're not getting easy buckets from your fives because JaVale McGee can kind of clean up when he's just running the floor so well. Do you know who runs the floor really well? Clint Capella. He's one of the best big big men at running the floor in the league. Um, I think the one thing that Golden State really has going for them, Steph is getting his momentum back, and Draymond Green was really, really yeah. good against the Pelicans but last series. your Clint Capella thing... I think Kevin Durant can neutralize him. To be honest, I think they're gonna put. I think they're gonna put so like you, on Capella, and I think that would be a really yeah. good idea. I think it's a good idea, but the only the only negative is that you're then putting KD in pretty much every pick and roll you're running, which I'm not sure you necessarily want to do. Yeah, I think they've got enough recovery. I mean. Nah, I I mean I think what your like your points of like some of Capella's strength, I think KD can shut a lot of that shit down, and they'll they'll rely on him to do that. I mean, he, Kevin Durant's one of the most versatile defenders in the league, along with Draymond. Yeah. Like, I I don't think it's a bad. Idea. I like him. I like that matchup more than putting Draymond on Clint when they have the death lineup in there. But what did you think about the report of Clint potentially getting maxed by the Suns this well, offseason? Well, it's in, like. Clint Capella gets your money. I mean, it's just one of those things where, yeah, happy for yeah. Clint, it's like first right, of the all, Suns are going to do that, so it's like, will the Rockets match that? I mean, I would think they might because it's like, but that's a. I don't really consider him uh, a max player. I mean, I think he's he's not going to have like a Hassan Whiteside type of reaction after getting the money. Uh, but he's like one of those dudes too, where it's like one of those. All right, if let's say they max him, and the Rockets say like, "Oh, you know what? We're not gonna match that." And he goes there. Like, I don't think he's very gonna be very good in in Phoenix. I think he's super good within the Houston system and like playing with those guys. And he does exactly what they need him to do. Um, I I'll be interesting if they truly do max him. Um, like. I think he should get like a Steven Adams contract, sure. Steven Adams didn't get maxed out. Like that seems more realistic to me and like where the market realistically might fall. But shout yeah, if the Suns got the cap and they're like, Well we'll we'll screw the Rockets and then we can do our stuff, we'll kinda handicap them with 
that space and they can do it, do it, and play a little game of chicken, a little cap chicken. Yeah, I mean, I I do props to teams that are willing to do stuff like this. This it's reminds me of um, shit like this move. Bill Simmons like pitched this like four. He's like, if I had cap space, I'd be maxing out every play. I'd be offering maxes to any team that I was like competing with to screw them, make them t- make them pay more for their guys. Um. I was totally, I told, Sorry, totally I broke spacing train, out on the point I was going to make. No, that that's okay. Uh, well, it's it's going to be a fun Eastern Western Conference. I I, I think, like I, I'm more, I'm ex- especially excited about watching these two teams in the West match up. We um, might have to try to do a few maybe, more pods in between these games. I think that. Doing two next week is is probably a good idea. Yeah, buddy. I'm excited. I don't <laughs> know what the hell they give to you now on Sunday, but yeah, I was gonna say. But at least you can celebrate your birthday this weekend, and you will not be distracted by any NBA stuff. Yeah. We'll see. Hmm. But you love NBA stuff. Do you have any shout-outs before no, we call today? I didn't prepare any shout-outs this week. I'll have some next time. All right, well, we're going to have plenty of opportunities to shout out next week, but thank you everyone for for listening. We'll uh, we'll definitely have a few podcasts next week. We, uh, we're we hitting big episode 69 next week, so... Yeah. Uh, we'll no, see aren't we on we 69? Have to sell. No, 68. I thought this was 69. We're getting up there, guys. I thought this was 69. Not 69. 69. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right, that's enough. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher, however you listen to your podcasts, and we'll talk to all of you next week.